This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction Preview Series, mashed together with our expert members' show as we look ahead to Arsenal's biggest game of the season, arguably tomorrow evening when they take on Benfica at home. Well, we say at home; it's like a second home for us, Olympiacos these days. Uh, and fingers crossed, it could be a good hunting ground for the boys as they try to get to the last sixteen of the Europa League. And as per with our preview shows, I'm joined by a couple of our members. First of all, it's Pablo. How you doing, mate? Are you well? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having us again. No problem at all. Is uh, well treating you well, hard at work, lockdown. Coming out of lockdown soon. We've got a route out of lockdown now. Yeah, well, it didn't affect me work-wise, um, an industry that I'm in. So, yeah, yeah. it's been, been busy, 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 busy. Good to hear that obviously we're going to hopefully, fingers crossed, by June be out of this mess, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Jared, always a pleasure, mate. How are you? You well? Doing well. Glad to be back. Glad to see you and Pablo again. Yes, mate. It's uh, all good. Uh, I mean, where? how is it around you, pandemic-wise, Chicago? Is it on lockdown or not? It's starting to open up a little bit, but still pretty limited, but... I'm kind of like Pablo. It doesn't really affect me work-wise. I work from home all the time anyway, so just kind of another day for me and stay home and be a little bit bored. (laughs) Well, what's not boring, and I should say congratulations, Jared, because you were the winner of our football prizes competition. I mean, how buzzing were you about that? I was pretty pumped when I saw the number get called and just got the DHL notification. It's en route, so uh, I'll definitely post it once it comes in. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, I'm going to post a picture of, of yours and Dan's at the same time. So uh, I look forward to, to seeing those. Um, but anyway, we're here obviously to talk about Benfica. Jared, <laughs> people are basically saying on social media, this is like make or break. This is a case of Arteta's biggest game of his Arsenal career so far. 
how do you kind of view this? Like worst case scenario, Arsenal don't go through. Where does that leave us and Arteta himself? Do you think? So I agree. It's it's a big game for sure. I, I think we need to qualify for Europe next year, and right now that's Europa League's looking like our best chance at it. As far as where it leaves Arteta, I, I think it was back in December. I think we spoke when there was kind of a big push for the Arteta out when we were on kind of a poor run. And my position then is the same it is now. I don't think the team's getting rid of Arteta. I think if we lose 4-0 today, it doesn't really affect his position, or tomorrow rather. Um, I, I think, and I've always thought, just kind of outside looking in, that when he took this job over, he kind of said up front, like, look, this is a team that needs a lot of work. There's a lot of players we need to move out. There's a lot that needs to be developed to make it successful. And I think he kind of went in with the expectation that if I take this job, you need to give me at least a couple of years in it to do what I want to do to make it successful. And I think the ownership was on board for that. Um, I haven't seen any signs that they have any desire to get rid of them when things get a little bit rough. So, you know, I said back then, and I still say, I think going into the next January's transfer window, he's going to be the manager at Arsenal, kind of regardless of the way this season goes. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I, whilst I know that for a lot of people, it's a case of if he doesn't make it through this round, they're pretty much happy to, to cut ties there. Realistically, I don't expect anything to change if we do go out tomorrow evening, which would obviously be a huge disappointment and a, and a big criticism, you have to say, because this is arguably, Pablo, one of the worst Benfica sides we've seen in a long time. And Arsenal should really, with the squad that they've got, no matter the injuries we face, still be getting through. Yeah, I mean... You look at the last game, I think we should have won that quite comfortably. That game, is <laughs> any other day, could have been 4-5-1 uh, to Arsenal. Um, I, the problem is I don't really worry about Benfica, to be honest with you. I worry about us because we're so inconsistent. You just don't know what Arsenal is going to turn up tomorrow. You know, that's the bit that worries me. And I think this is where a lot of the criticism towards Arteta's coming in is I've heard people questioning whether he's able to mot motivate the players um, to get him up for the game, especially at the beginning stage of a game. We seem to always start slow. And also, <laughs> some of his decision that he's been made. I mean, I'm a Tessarin guy through and through. Um, I want to back him. I want him to do well. But some of the decisions he's making, it's really, really difficult to sort of stick up for him and justify why he's doing it. Um, yeah. So, to me, I think the most worry we got tomorrow is what Arsenal is going to turn up rather than what Benfica are going to do. Yeah, no, I tend to agree with you. I think that you look at the way Arsenal have performed in some of the games recently with the, the performance against Leeds was so different to what we saw against Benfica in the first leg. And then, of course, the way we lost against Man City. Whilst no one really expected us to get too much on that game, it was the performance, I think, for a lot of people that, that let them down. Um, Jared, based upon kind of the rotation and what we saw against uh, Manchester City, without naming specific names, are you expecting a lot of rotation again from that Man City lineup? N not a lot. I think we're going to see a pretty strong team. Um, you know, he said after the game, we've got a final on Thursday. And I think that's the way Arteta looks at it, that this is the important game coming up. It's a huge game for for him because, like you guys have said, if we get knocked out of Europa League at this stage again this year, it's going to get pretty ugly with the fans. So I think he's going to put an extraordinarily strong lineup out, probably about the best we can, and, and try and really go out there and, and ensure a victory. Yeah, it's, and it, I mean, even if we get through, there is a hell of a lot of good teams in it this year with all, the, all three English clubs mm -hmm. that are still in it with us. Spurs, United and Leicester are exceptionally strong and all above us in the league currently. So there's no guarantees you get past Benfica and you're going to get given a, an easy draw. We certainly got the hardest of draws of all the English sides going through. 
um, with Benfica, no matter what you feel about them um, specifically as a side. But I'm interested about how, if things necessarily don't go to plan, we don't hopefully won't have to worry about it, how Arsenal reacts to that in the league and how the league takes shape and the kind of the social aspect of it as well. Let's let's go through um, our lineups. Pablo, I believe, or is it Jared? I think we're starting with, let me just see on the screen. It is Jared. So, Jared, do you want to just talk me through your selection? Yeah, I think after last week's game where I think all of us who watched it thought we were the considerably better side and should have come away with a comfortable victory, um, while we didn't, I think that we're going to see a similar lineup rolled out. I think one criticism people have of Arteta, which maybe isn't unfair, is that he can be a bit stubborn. We see a lot of close games where you know he comes out and talks about how we dominated the game, and he's very confident in his choices and in his tactics. So being that we outplayed them last week, um, I think we're going to see a similar lineup this week with just a couple of changes. Uh, the first, Kieran Tierney, obviously, you know, he he's one of our main cogs in the wheel. So if he's healthy, he's going to be in. So I expect him to take over for Cedric. Um, in the middle, Gabrielle and Louise was pretty straightforward, holding, not sure where he's at in terms of the concussion protocol, but I, I don't think we'll see him. I know he hasn't been in training. So I think that partnership of Gabrielle and Louise will, will definitely be what we see. Uh, on the right side, I've got Hector Bellerin. I know a lot of people won't like that, but I'm still of the mind. I, I like Cedric, and I think he's done some good things, but Hector Bellerin's a considerably better footballer than uh, Cedric is, and Arteta likes him, so I expect him to be in that spot. Uh, the midfield, this one was tough because Jacques and Ceballos, I thought, played a phenomenal game last week against Benfica. They were really, really strong. But again, kind of going back to Arteta saying he views it as a final, I think even if they tell him, you know, party's good, maybe 60 minutes, I think he's going to put him in for 60. I, I think he's going to do everything he can to get him on the pitch. So I went with him and Jaka uh, because they've been pretty, pretty quality together. And up front, uh, I went with the same attacking four. You know, when we go out and create a lot of good scoring opportunities, I, I think Arteta is going to stick with that and, and go out and assume that we're going to, convert some of those this week that we get and and in general i think it's a lineup given the quality of the benfica side we saw this is a lineup that i think we should be able to go out and comfortably win the game if we go out and do what we're supposed to do uh and, and bag a goal or two because there really weren't much of a threat going forward leno was hardly challenged um, obviously the penalty but other than that i think they only had a couple of shots on goal so uh, i think it's a team that is definitely good enough to go out and get a comfortable win move us on to the next round and, and just kind of settle everyone down for a little bit yeah yeah i i think it's a strong enough team there are, there's a couple of things and i'll come on to my life in a second i think it's slightly different um pablo obviously you you've not got Partey in. you said that you would have had him in let me just before you go into that read what arteta said about Partey. he said thomas is very close he's got a final test today in training if he's feeling good he will be available to play the match so if you had the chance, I imagine you'd be swapping out Sabas or Partey. Uh, no, I'll be swapping Shaka for Partey. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be swapping Shaka for Partey, to be honest with you. I, like I said, we can only beat ourselves tomorrow. Benfica are a poor side. Poor side. I, from what I saw of them, I was not impressed at all. So I think we should go for it. It's a cup final. It's a one-off game as well. So we, somebody has to win tomorrow. So why not go for it? I think Shaka, um, but obviously, has been doing well recently. But still, Sabios and Barter, I'd love to see them two together because Sabios on the ball, he gives us something different. Yeah, where Shaka doesn't. Um, so with my lineup, obviously Leno and goal, 
I've gone with Cedric right back. <laughs> yeah. um, to me, yeah, Cedric. was getting a lot of criticism in the chat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> so, uh, to me, I personally, in my personal opinion, I think Cedric is the much better defender. He offers us a lot more going forward as well. Um, Louise and Gabrielle and Tini, again, it's just, it's, they, they speak for themselves. Uh, they're possibly Gabrielle and Louise is probably our strongest sort of centre defenders at the moment. Um, I came on the other day and played, didn't do great, but I was okay. <laughs> Pablo Mari, but um, yeah, I'd stick with Gabrielle. Like I said, Shaka, Sabios, but if Partey's available, I'll drop Shaka. And the front four, I mean, when we was um doing well in attack, and you could see the change and we started winning games, is when we had Lacazette up front feeding a ball to Saka, Pepe, Smith Rowe. So I'd like to see them fall back together again because they've got good chemistry. Yeah, I mean, they're the guys um, that were playing quite well recently after like, post-Christmas, uh, of course. I think they're the ones that started against um, Southampton as well. They were the four that played up front and when we smashed them, 3-1 uh, St. Mary's. So it's it's a strong lineup. I've gone for slightly some slight changes uh, in the round things. Uh, I went for Cedric. Now, I am going to come to Jared's defence here. Um what I will say is in the chat is that I agree in the sense that Bellerin, I think, is better than Cedric based on paper. I think he is a better player than Cedric on paper. But Cedric's form right now is is what, for me, is, is putting Cedric into the team. Cedric is an out-and-out backup right-back, a solid average player. But Bellerin's form has been so poor recently, I just can't bring myself... To, to put Bellerin in right now. Um, Louise and Gabriel is, I think, our best probably centre-back pairing. Um, the communication that they have, the relationship they have together. The, the way Louise has played recently has been really positive. The way he's bringing the ball out from the back, is his long balls in behind have been good. So with, I think, Partey there, it enables him to do that even more. I'm praying that obviously Partey is available. I disagree with Pablo. I'd still go with Xhaka because I think he unlocks that left-hand side of his kind of balls through between the defensive lines. But if Sabahis was to start next to Partey, I wouldn't be agreed in any way. So I think Sabahis has shown in the last few games what he can offer to us and the way he brings the ball forwards really well. And I thought we kind of suffered against Man City with El Nenny there instead of Sabas, actually. Um, Tierney's a no-brainer. If he's fit, he plays. In the front four, I've gone for the same front four as, as Jared with Emil Smith and Odegaard that worked really well together against Leeds. I think they're a little bit tired um, against Benfica in the first leg and it wasn't really able to work. Uh, and then Saka, if he does play for me, he has to play on the right-hand side. And Aubameyang up top. Uh, Daniel Robert does ask the question, where's Willian? Does anyone want to take the question as to where Willian is? <laughs> He's where he should be in my list. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make my squad. <laughs> no, no, dearie me. Uh, Mike says, Tom, what has Pepe done to you? I mean, it's not about uh, removing Pepe. I just think that Emil Smith and Odegaard have done really well together. Like in, when they've been on the pitch, it adds that creativity. I think also having those two helps Abamiang in the position that he has as a central striker. Pepe, I think, can play on the left-hand side and help Aubameyang. But for me, I'd be going with both of Odegaard and Emil Smith around this lineup, just for me personally. Let's see with some more comments from you guys. Mike N says, I really do have a feeling Aubameyang could cost us if he's played from the start. I mean, what do you make of Aubameyang, Jared? He's, he's been an in and out of the team and obviously has not had the best of seasons. His finishing has been a little bit below par, but I, I feel with the same lineup that you have, if he's got the service around him, he, he's still a lethal player. Yeah, you and I kind of agree on this one. Uh, I think he, he definitely hasn't had his best season. I don't think there's really any argument there. 
But looking specifically at our tactics against Benfica with Odegaard and ESR to kind of feed him, he got us some opportunities last week. It's it's a game he easily could have come away with a couple of goals. I mean, he missed one that you know he probably converts nine out of ten times on a beautiful pass from Hector Bellerin, might I add. Uh, but in general, yeah, I think he's played pretty well. The Leeds game was was great. The Man City game, you know, it just wasn't one we were creating a lot of opportunities anyway. So I kind of don't give him a pass, but it's understandable. We, we've got the ball a limited amount. We just couldn't create anything or get him any service. But I thought the service was there, and he was in a lot of effective spaces last Thursday, and I expect him to kind of do the same tomorrow. Pablo, you picked Lacazette. Um, obviously, that's out of you saying, I think that we play better with Lacazette dropping deep, linking up play, and you think this will be important during the game on Thursday? Yeah, it will be. Um, it'd be really important. To be honest with you, I kind of feel sorry for Lacazette because he hasn't done anything wrong. He was playing really well. He was our top goal scorer. Um, he was linking up with all the youngsters absolutely brilliantly. And then other came in, obviously scored his goals and that kind of pushed um, Lacazette out of the team. But to me, the problem I have with um, Aubameyang is that, I don't know, recently, uh, well, not recently, pretty much been most of the season, he's he's not shown interest and is his work off the ball that I think is lacking. Um, before you used to see him, whether it be on the left, up front, running after the balls, chasing down the goalkeepers and doing all these additional things rather than just scoring. Even that has gone from his game. And the last game against Benfica, I know people have bad days, but he's a professional footballer. He, <laughs> the chances that he missed, he should have buried at least one of them. And if he oh, buries yeah. one of them, we win that game. And to me, I think his confidence is so low, we can't gamble on him refining his form for this game. That's my issue with it. Yeah, I mean, whilst I've started Aubameyang, if Lacazette is the guy that Arteta chooses, I'm not going to be upset by that at all. And I'll be absolutely fine to see Lacazette as the starting striker for sure. Um, Jared, you responded to Dan uh, in the chat regarding Martinelli, who again doesn't make our team. Um do you, is there any concern you've got about him not playing or do you think he's just trying to be managed by Arteta at this stage? I definitely have some concern. I think that's one of my bigger criticisms of Mikel is the handling of Martinelli so far. He he just showed so much promise. I think he ended up, did he end up with 10 goals last year in all comps? Yeah, or pretty close. So, yeah. and, and just had a great breakout year. And, and he's one that, you know, I don't expect to see him in the starting 11 every week, but I certainly at this point in the season, I don't know how many minutes is played, but it's nowhere near what I think myself and most people would have anticipated. Um, I understand maybe wanting to ease him back in. He came off of a somewhat lengthy injury, but you know, at this point in the year, he's he's back to full speed. And it, it's been really disappointing for me that we haven't seen more of him. Um, I, I think there's been some chances and some opportunities for games he could have come on and didn't that I would have liked to see, and I think a lot of our fans would have liked to see. I know all the games we see Willian warming up and he's still sitting there with his warm-up on gets everybody a, a little upset, and, and me too, because I think he's more of an impact player coming on as a sub than Willian is, obviously. So I'm definitely disappointed with it. I'd love to see him start, and, and that's what I said to Dan is I don't disagree. I just went more with what I think we're going to see from Arteta, and I don't think there's any chance we're going to see him in the starting line, lineup, unfortunately. Um, Pablo, we're going to move on to predictions. Um, so give me your thoughts on what you think. Uh, I'm going to go with a 3 0 Arsenal win. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. Like, like I said, I, yeah, well, it's big, mainly reason is because 
I didn't see enough from Benfica to be worried about what the result is going to be. Um, if we turn up on our day and play like I know we can, it should be a comfortable win for us. I know Benfica are a big club, but at the moment they're going through a really bad stage. Um, so to me, I can just see nothing but an Arsenal win. I'll be really disappointed, really disappointed if we don't win this game. Yeah, me too. Jared? Yeah, I had it down for 3-0 Arsenal as well. Uh, most of the same reasons. The Benfica side's not great, and it's a game after watching last week that I think we should win pretty comfortably, barring us doing you know something Arsenal, red card, penalty, something like that. I think it should be a pretty comfortable win. Mm, looking at the weekend, um, what Benfica did, they drew 0-0 against Firenze, um, and I'm looking at the team they played. I mean, they played Nunez, they played Everton, Tarakt, um, Vatong and Otamendi played Seferovic, um, and then they brought off the bench Grimaldo and Valschmidt and, and Gonchalves and Pizzi. So they played most of their team and they still couldn't get a goal past uh, a side who, I'm very honest, I've not really heard too much about. I'm looking where they are in the table and they're fourth from bottom in, in Portugal. So I think that tells you everything you need to know about Benfica's current state. Um, I think that there's a lot of positive predictions from you guys and obviously in the chat as well. I mean, let's go through some of what people are saying. Dan Robertson is going to be nil-nil and we're going to go for an away goal. So it should be absolutely painful to watch, is fair to say. Uh, Yonick says 2-1 Arsenal. I'm praying. Ingar says 2-1 Arsenal. Saka and Pepe to score. Uh, Zamir says 7-0. Cedric Screamers I mean, that would be unbelievable. Uh, Ezel Dean says 5-1 Arsenal. Uh, Doug Otto just wants to see a win. Uh, Javier says 3-2 Benfica. I think we got lucky first game. Everton is going to have a show tomorrow night. Deary me. Uh, Karthik says 3-0 to the Arsenal. Ed Welch says 2-0 Arsenal. David Blaschik says 2-0. No sleep says 3-1. Um, I'm just going to move. I'm going to come back to the super chat in a second. Matt G says 3 1 Arsenal. Zamir uh, says the question is, Pablo, will we turn up? <laughs> Which is very, very true. Um, Doug says if Partey starts, then 2 0. If not, maybe a 1 0 win. Paul Geyer says 2 1 after extra time. That'd be an incredible 30 minutes towards the end of the game. Uh, and Tom says, I'll take nil nil to go through uh yonic says if we lose four nil tomorrow bring meta zacharin i don't care <laughs> at this stage uh the real james thank you so much for the super chat mate he says i'm sorry to say this but i've lost my enthusiasm the roller coaster the ride this club has put me on is ridiculous cronkies need to clear on ambition need to be clear sorry ambition and we'll have longer podcasts to discuss the long-term views of the club and the ownership and, and where things need to happen probably more towards the summer after the season's completed um, and whatever state we end ourselves in. Um, I'm going to be obviously always positive and go for a 2 win with, of course, the TGD's prediction of a Cedric Screamer. Um, fingers crossed that can happen. Um, but thank you to my two fantastic guests. First of all, Jared, really appreciate your time, mate, and congratulations again on your signed Dennis Burkham shirt. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure to come on and chat with you. No problem at all. And finally, Pablo, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Jared, for a great time. Really enjoyed this. Really good. Thank you. Absolutely no problem at all. You can find Jared at JC underscore AFC or just by typing in Chicago Guna on Twitter. And you can find Pablo at Pablo Mirror 11 also on Twitter. Give the guys a follow. As well as ourselves at the Guna Talk TV and myself at Tom Canton Media. We'll be back straight after the game completes tomorrow evening. I'll be joining Hugh as well for the watch along and uh, probably get into another bickering debate with him once again. Uh, we'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.